It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 21st, 2017, the longest day of the year, and boy, was it a long day. My name is Phil Prosperenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming to you today on a Thursday, the longest day of the year, as I said, it is the winter solstice, or the shortest day of the year. Thankfully, I guess I got my I got my seasons confused again. I apologize. So winter solstice, shortest day of the year, the official beginning of winter, and winter has come for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Chicago Bulls on today's episode. Uh, I, that's really all I have to talk about today. So let's dive right into it. The Orlando Magic went up to Chicago, spent a couple days there actually after Sunday's loss to the Detroit Pistons. Felt like they were getting ready to to maybe work some things out in practice, get themselves ready. Uh, for this stretch, you know, maybe try and steal a win against a hot Bulls team, like I said yesterday, a really, really good team, and pretty much within two minutes, the Magic were down by 12 points, a 12-0 run to start the game, Uh, even though Orlando did come back in the game, on a couple of occasions, Chicago kept extending the lead, Orlando never led in this one, they got beat thoroughly and handily uh, in, in almost every way, it was a loss, to me, that was reminiscent of last year's constant defeats, a constant stream of poor efforts, bad losses, blowouts, just everything that you don't want to see uh, uh, from a team. It was a, it was a game that, that the Magic just were never really in it. Now, some of it is perfectly fair to say, like, okay, the Magic are down Aaron Gordon still. They're down Evan Fournier. Jonathan Isaac actually tweaked his ankle again in the second half. Um, it, it, they're down Terrence Ross. I mean, the Magic are down a lot of guys, and, and I don't think anyone, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but I don't think anyone's expecting the Magic to go out there and win every single game. But there is a baseline effort that the Magic have to give that they are not giving, and that's what we'll talk about later on today's show. But in the meantime, let's start with a recap of the game. The Orlando Magic went down 12 nothing right off the bat. Never really in this game. They got themselves back within one toward the end of the first quarter, um, and... 
they were unable to get over the hump, and that's been a theme constantly throughout the stretch. But it wasn't just that they weren't able to get themselves over the hump. It was just a quick, instantaneous run that pushed the lead back out to six. Orlando let, Orlando trailed by one, and then a 6-0 run to end that end that end the quarter killed all the Magic's momentum, including a uh, a, a block charge call that might have been a little questionable, but. Poor defense from DJ Augustin allowed Chris Dunn to get all the way to the basket. He nearly drew a charge. Shelvin Mack nearly drew a charge, uh, but not 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 uh, the refs obviously didn't call it that way. And Chicago, and Chicago went up by seven at the end of that at the end of the quarter. Same thing kind of happened at the end of the second quarter. Orlando was back in the game. They were down by six. They give up five quick points at the end of the quarter. A lot of just bad plays on offense. Some turnovers. And all of a sudden, the Bulls are back out in the lead. Just poor transition communication for most of the night for Orlando. Chicago was able to get out in transition, able to get to the spots that they wanted to. Um, You look at the fast break points. uh, Chicago was just the better team in every aspect. It wasn't just the fact that Chicago made shots, and they made some tough shots throughout the game. They're a confident team right now. It's not that they made a lot of tough shots, that that... That isn't that isn't isn't just that they made shots, and it isn't even just that Orlando missed shots. It was that Orlando just could not get provide any type of protection defensively. Forty eight points in the paint for the Bulls. They end up shooting eleven for thirty three from beyond the arc, forty four for eighty eight from the floor. Chicago did whatever they wanted. Thirty one assists on forty four field goal makes. Um, it was a clinic for the Bulls, and 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 it was just never really even that close. In defense of the Magic, I suppose. I will say that yes, Orlando missed a lot of shots that they need to be making. Uh, they got they got some open looks that did not go down. It was discouraging. You can kind of see some of the energy getting sucked from them. What little that they had throughout the game, um, and um, and and uh, Orlando just wasn't able to kind of generate the offense that they needed to keep themselves in the game, or for that matter, generate the defense that they would need to keep Chicago from running away with it. Orlando shoots thirty nine point three percent for the game. 5 for 27 from beyond the arc. D.J. Augustin had three of those five makes, and two of those makes came at the end of the game in garbage time. Uh, Orlando, 19 for 23 from the foul line. That would have kept them in the game if they could have hit some shots or defended it all. Only nine turnovers. So, uh, th- yeah, you know, I I, I want to take Frank Vogel at his word that, yes, the Magic are closer than they look, but it's hard, and he didn't say that tonight, but or he didn't say that Wednesday night, but it's hard to say that and hard to believe that when you look at a where the team is at as far as the injuries and and the deficits they're facing, Orlando faced a thirty point deficit in this game and and really just kind of let go of the rope in the second half, um, falling behind by fifteen fairly quickly, even though they were down by eleven, uh, and just unable to get the stops that they needed in the third quarter. Chicago outscores Orlando thirty one to eighteen to put a nail in this game. Or Chicago scores thirty one twenty eight thirty one in the first three quarters. There's just no defensive persistence from Orlando at all. And that's all effort, and that's all energy, and that's something that the Magic have continually lacked and continually missed throughout the season, throughout really the last two years, I would say, um, and, and a huge, huge deficit that the Magic are, are are always trying to make up, and it's something that is frankly uh, in, inexcusable from a team, especially a team that's down. The one thing that you can't replace is energy, and, and, and if you bring the right energy, good things will happen, and consistently, Orlando just doesn't bring that energy that they need, and so... A continued problem and a problem that everyone 
is spotting on this team. Let's run through the stats real fast for you before we get into more of that kind of talk. Uh, Nikola Vucevic leads away with 18 points, 8 for 21 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, good, Some good things from Nikola Vucevic. Um, he is trying. I, I, I think that... I think that Nikola Vucevic is, is still giving some really good efforts on, on the floor. Um, I thought offensively, particularly early, the Magic were trying to force things to him a little bit too much in a way that they have not before, kind of outside their, their typical offensive scheme. Um, they're trying to use him a lot more in the high post as a passer, which I don't mind. I think Vucevic is a fantastic passer. Um, it's it's probably one of his better skills and a skill that, that did he, as he displays more, certainly helps him out a little bit. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, it felt a little bit unnatural. Vucevic, I felt like, tried to force things a little bit too much, particularly early, and it just seemed like Orlando was going player to player to player trying to say, okay, now it's your turn. Please do something. Please lead this team. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes Vucevic was able to do it. Sometimes he wasn't. Sometimes Alfred Payton was able to do it. Sometimes Jonathan Simmons was able to do it. Um, no one on the bench could do it. Orlando's bench, again, really, really struggling. DJ Augustin with 14 points off the bench, 3-for-6 shooting, 3-for-5 from beyond the arc. Three assists and three steals was probably the bright spot. Adrian Payne came in late in the game after it was decided with 10 points off the bench as well. Mario Zonia, 12 points, 5 for 10 shooting, followed up his 28-point game. Played okay. Um, Most of those 12 points came at the end of the game, like I said. Um, A lot of scoring from the bench guys at the end of the game when it was garbage time, when the Magic were, you know, down 30 and and cut the lead down to 16. Uh, So Zonia played well in those stretches, but in the stretches that mattered, Tough matchup for him going up against Laurie Markkinen. He had a big size advantage, um, so it's hard to blame Hazonia too much, but just generally not much of an effect on the game for for Mario. Um, I think defensively, uh, not enough to throw him out of the rotation, so I don't think I don't think he's in danger of that. But um, defensively, still a bit of a, a bit of a weak spot for him. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I there was a point at the game where I was saying, you know, if Jonathan Isaac's ready for full minutes, just start him at this point. Um, that's probably not going to happen now that he retweaked his ankle in the second half in the third quarter, I believe. Isaac finished four points, two for five shooting, uh, no rebounds, one assist. So you know he's still kind of getting himself into shape and in, back into basketball shape and back into basketball rhythm. Um, had some more aggressive drives, still not clean yet. You could tell he's still working off some rust. So hopefully that gets knocked off sooner rather than later. We'll see if he can. Uh, if he can build a little bit on that. Um, final guy to note, Alfred Payton, 14.7 for 13 shooting, six rebounds, eight assists. He was on triple double watch in the first half. It looked like he was getting ready to take over, and for really the first time in a couple weeks, he looked like Alfred Payton from the end of last season. Alfred Payton took over the game in the second quarter, got the Magic back into it, back close. Um, really taking the ball out of his hands and putting it in Jonathan Simmons was a big reason why the, the Bulls went on the run that they did to... Uh, to take uh, an 11-point lead at the at, at the halftime break. So, um, you know, I, I liked what Alfred Payton did. I, I always, when I see him do this, I always ask, where is that all the time? That's the kind of leadership, that's the kind of play that the Magic need from that point guard position uh, if they're going to survive this, and it's the play that they're consistently not getting from Payton. And so, um, good to see him bring it out for a little bit, but it wasn't there the whole time. And again, it comes back to, a single issue, an issue that that we need to talk about on this show. But before we get into that, I want to say a quick word from our pa- from our pals over at my bookie. You may not know this, but it is bowl season. Um, you know the, the college football bowl games have already started. You know, uh, Florida Atlantic had a, had a big win the other night. Uh, you know, Florida State will be playing in a couple day, couple days. Uh, Miami will be 
playing uh, next week on on New Year on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I forget which day. My Northwestern Wildcats will be playing Friday. Uh, the the Florida Gators will not be playing a bowl game at all. Sorry, Gators, had to get that dig in. But it was bowl season here. It's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for payout? Sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. I know that's big right now. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the bowl games, you got to go to mybookie.ag or, or anything. You can bet the NBA there too. They're the only site that I would recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Just check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all this season's NFL and bowl games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On. that's Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you're going to bet, the only place to do it is at MyBookie. Remember to use the promo code Locked On for this special deal. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And, you know, I if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know that I don't like to use these kind of intangible words when describing the way a team is playing or the way... Um, or the way uh, 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 a, a player is playing. Like, I don't like to use effort and, um, you know, and, you know, kind of some of these, some of these words that, that hustle, you know, some of these words that don't have meaning or they have meaning only in the eye of the beholder. I don't want to put kind of those, those value judgments on players. So I'll preface that. I'll preface this whole conversation about the half for the next five to 10 minutes with that. But like so many other things, when a team is playing with the right energy and intensity and, and, and effort to some extent, you can tell. You can see it. You can definitely tell when someone has it. You may not be able to tell when someone doesn't have it, but you can definitely tell when someone has it. And the one thing that was very clear from Wednesday's loss to the Chicago Bulls was the Magic did not have the requisite energy or approach to the game. It was something that seemed so obvious that it was pointed out on several moments post-game. Leading off, well, first off, in the fourth quarter, David Steele and Jeff Turner, the great broadcasters for the Orlando Magic on Fox Sports Florida, began leading a little discussion on tanking. It's the first time I have heard, and frankly, for the last five years, the Magic have been in various states of the lottery. It was the first time I have heard them speak openly about tanking. And of course, their conclusion was, yeah, it's probably not the best idea. But they spoke a little bit about how the Magic have gone through these years of losing with no guarantee of getting a high pick. And, and it has, to some extent, 
ruined the team's culture. There's been a lot of losing and a lot of frustration with this team. And you can see how those habits, those losing habits, have weaseled their way in. Ruining some potentially good players. And I don't think we can dismiss that as reason for the Magic's failure in this rebuild. But everyone is talking openly about this now. At the end of the broadcast, leading in to Fox Sports Florida's postgame show, former Orlando Magic coach Brian Hill pretty much said, you could tell from the opening tip almost that the Magic did not have the right energy on the offensive or defensive end. You know, the one thing that I think we've all always appreciated about the Fox Sports Florida broadcast, even through the Hennigan years, was that they were generally pretty honest about this team. And not only just that that they were honest about this team, but pretty fair and balanced. Like, clearly they have a pro-Magic bent and they're focused on the Magic, but I think what makes the, the, the Magic's broadcast one of the best in the entire league, and I truly believe that, is that they... They, they don't sugarcoat, they don't gloss over the bad stuff. Like, they'll definitely look for the positives and focus on the positives because they're a team broadcast. But they're not afraid to say sometimes when something's bad. And so to hear that, hear both of those conversations on the broadcast certainly tells you something. But getting back to that issue of energy... It was something also that Frank Vogel noted too. In his opening comments to the media, he said that with all the injuries we're facing right now, we need to play essentially a step above ourselves to compete. And so it probably frustrated him to no end in the next line to say, we weren't good enough on offense or defense. Now, who you assign blame to this is probably more complex and more uncertain than I want to get into tonight. You can argue it's a chicken or an egg issue. Do you blame the players for not playing with the energy and bringing it themselves? Do you blame the coach for not making a good game plan? I think you can blame a little bit of everybody. For certain, you can look to the coach and say, you know, why... You know, put players in better position with rotations and lineup changes. And that's definitely something that we've talked, that a lot of Magic fans have talked about lately. Or, and you could certainly look to the players and say, no, you've got to pick up your play. We know you can play better. You've got to, you've got to play with that urgency that you missed. And, and, some, and we usually don't see it till it's too late. That's something I talked about Sunday. Or, 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 Monday, on Monday's, or on Tuesday's podcast, actually. So again, we're left with this question. This question that we've been asking of this team for several years already. This isn't just an isolated incident. This is a multi-year issue. Where is the consistency and effort and energy that you need to win games. You know that 
you're not going to win every game, that you're not one of the elite teams in the league. That's that's fine. But we also know that you can play a lot better. That there is another level that you can reach if you just reach it. If you just play with a little bit extra. When I look at some of the other rebuilding teams around the league, you can see it. You can see that that energy and focus. The Los Angeles Lakers beat the Houston Rockets on Wednesday. They took the Golden State Warriors to overtime. There's a team that plays with energy and intensity every night out. A team that's on the Magic's level that doesn't maybe doesn't have the talent level to succeed in the big picture. But they make it hard to play you every single time out. And that's been an issue the Magic have had really for the last five years. Ever since maybe that first run at the beginning of the rebuild when Orlando beat Golden State and beat the Lakers with Dwight Howard. And they were playing with this edge and this verve. That they were demand they were going to demand respect from everyone. They weren't going to they were going to defy everyone and not tank. Of course they ended up doing that. They ended up with the worst record that year. But that edge is missing from this team. And again, it's it's something intangible. And it's hard to figure out why it's missing. Is it the years of losing? Is it the players and their makeup. They just don't have that in them. Is it the mix? Is it the fit? The question of of why the Magic don't come out with the energy they need from the beginning is a huge question for this team to answer. It's a huge question to ask why this team doesn't bring the effort and energy when they know they absolutely need it. As a baseline, they absolutely need it. This Orlando team with all these injuries, with Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon out, they're not beating anyone just by showing up and running through their plays. They need a little bit extra. They need a little bit more. And that's a little bit more that they've been missing all year long. That's a little bit more that they've been missing for several years now. And until they fix, until they get this basic component, this simple play hard at every moment part down, the Magic are going to continue being the worst team in the league. And let's be perfectly clear. Since November 11th, when Jonathan Isaac went down with his injury, and Orlando began this long losing streak, 17 of 20 games now, the Magic are the worst team in the league. And if they want to ever get themselves out of this rut, they got to look at themselves and make sure that they're playing their hearts out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. Let others know what you think of the show and give us five stars. Even if you got some criticism, even if you got some constructive criticism, I appreciate all the constructive criticism as well as all the compliments. Be sure to leave us five-star reviews so other people know where to find us and, uh, I'll, you know, definitely, I'll definitely uh, work work on making the show better every time that it, that I can. So I appreciate all the comments and all the love on iTunes. So I appreciate that as well. You can of course follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Always open to conversations. Had some great conversations in the wake of this defeat. Um, I know that it's tough, but we keep going. We keep going. We keep persisting, and we keep trying. And of course. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow with a with a, with a preview of Friday's game against New Orleans Pelicans. May have a guest from that show. We'll see about that. Uh, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.